0: What's up and welcome to the single player experience. I'm your host Sebastian Malden and today we're talking about indie games. I say we because renowned indie streamer Red PandaMon is my guest today. Panda is an insanely talented indie game streamer and she was the judge for the Indie Cup Canada. In this episode she's going to give you some single player indie games that you should check out and she's going to give you some words of inspiration to aspiring video game streamers. We got all this and more coming right at you, right after the intro. DJ, hit the beat. This is The Single Player Experience, the podcast that helps single-player gamers manage their video game backlog. I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and my main quest is to help you manage your ever-growing video game backlog by letting you know which single-player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single-player experience. Now, without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we have a very special guest with us today. Like I said in the intro, today is a stacked day. I'm, I'm so excited for this episode because we have a very cool, very cool indie streamer with us today. She's an artist as well. She does some really cool, dope artwork that I'm definitely going to link in the description below, so be on the lookout for that. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me today is Red Pandemon. How you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm so glad to have you on the show if you can't tell.
1: (laughs) I'm happy to be here.
0: (laughs) So for the people who may not know you, can you introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Red Panamon. I am, as you said, an indie game streamer as well as an artist. I do a lot of varying stuff. I think my bread and butter tends to lie in emo art. I really love making little expressions and whatnot. But recently, I've been able to have the opportunity to break into a little bit of uh, game art and some illustration on the side. So that's been really fun.
0: (laughs) You're so talented. Jack of all (laughs) trades, man. That's exciting. So before we begin, though, before we get into the topic of the show and whatnot, you got to let people get to know you a little bit on the show. So what's your top five games of all time?
1: Yeah, coming in hot with that first question. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Uh, it's really difficult because I feel like in all honesty, sometimes it changes around a lot. Like maybe mm-hmm. that's just me, but I feel like I've got some that have been absolute staples in my life and then others that I'm like, oh man, no, this is like, like quickly rising in the ranks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so as, as we've talked about before, I horizon, the horizon series has to absolutely kind of top that list. It's been my, my rock solid for, Ever (laughs) Horizon Zero Dawn, and it came back again with Horizon Forbidden West, and we've got Call the Mountain to look forward to and all this other stuff, man. So that's probably that's probably the one that has remained the most consistent Mm
0: -hmm.
1: across the board. (laughs) And then another one that I absolutely fell head over heels with because soundtrack on point art. I'm an artist. I love love the characters and the graphic designs. Hades.
0: What? Let's go.
1: Hades knocked it clean out of the park for me and it's probably another one that will not be unseated from my list at this point
0: (laughs) i get it it's so good it really is so (laughs) good it's so
1: good uh because one thing that i feel like you like to weigh into with like the game of all time is the replayability. and Mm -hmm. if we're talking about like top 10 replayability honestly top two top like replayability is probably hades (laughs)
0: oh yeah for sure
1: and then my classic childhood game who okay, I revisit at least once a year, I guess, is Spyro the Dragon.
0: <laughs> what? Well, okay, that's rough, what's up.
1: That was my first game. I got a PlayStation 1 when I was a kid. My dad got it for us, and he got me Spyro the Dragon, and I think he got, like, Doom. <laughs> 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 I also played Doom, but Spyro was my favorite.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. To this I day,
1: I can recite, like, the entire, like you know, uh, all of the dragons that you encounter, mm-hmm. like I can just speak along with them half this point, <laughs> and then I guess kind of poking into the indie realm because I do like indie games as much as I just listed, like some bigger titles and whatnot. Yeah. Beacon Pines was really good. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I found that I don't know. I think I found it in like twenty one, early twenty one, maybe late mm-hmm. twenty twenty. I remember it was right after the. Kickstarter cutoff and I have never been more upset about not being <laughs> a Kickstarter project. <laughs> but I absolutely loved it. The char- Again, the character design, the artist is absolutely an incredible artist and they put so much care into the story and I really hope that there's more. I mean, I don't know, they kind of alluded that there's going to be like maybe not direct like Beacon Pine sequels, mm-hmm. but you know, that little like fun spoilers i guess (laughs) post credits little cliffhanger thing you know Mm -hmm. they brought out i was like "Mm okay i see you we better we better get a we better get another
0: oh Um, man i hope so that was it was so good
1: yeah it was so fun it was like this this perfect little mystery like fairy tale book i absolutely loved it and i had looked forward to it Like, since the moment that I played the demo, and when I got the chance to do like an early showcase of it, I was like, This is the best thing ever. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it it was so good. And then, last but absolutely not least, because you want to talk about prime storytelling with zero dialogue and just knocking it out of the park, is unpacking. Okay. I absolutely loved that puzzle game. It reached new heights for me like mm-hmm. it was so heartfelt and like i said there's zero dialogue it's all like learning about somebody as you're helping like unpack their home and through the various stages of their life amazing i cried through like the whole latter half of the game oh, so
0: good <laughs>
1: and it's so good it's so good everything about it was just fantastic
0: i'll have to get to unpacking that's one i've never i never got back around to
1: you it is the shortest play And not in a bad way. Not in a Mm -hmm. bad way. It's very time manageable. And I tell everybody that, like, you should 100% make time for it because it is, like, simultaneously the most relaxing and enticing game that I have played in a long time.
0: Oh, that's that sounds really cool. Because, like, Mm -hmm. I hear you can also play it in one sitting, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely do... Like, there's a save factor, and you can do it by chapter if you want. Mm -hmm. But I think I played it in two halves because I just... Like once we got to like the mid chapter, I was like just sucked in. Like, you know, when a game pulls you in and you're <laughs> mm-hmm. just like, okay, we're here until we finish it. That's pretty much what unpacking does.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So out of all those games you listed, which one would you want a remaster or a sequel to the most?
1: Ooh, that yeah. is a really good question. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm throwing some spicy ones today.
1: Yeah, I get. Well, I it's mean, not that they weren't already spicy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we already have a sequel to Horizon, mm-hmm. so... Oh. And you know you were
0: getting a third one, so...
1: <laughs> you Probably, mm-hmm. I don't know. I will say that I'm not... I'm surprised they're remastering the first
0: one. I am too, and so I, soon.
1: Yeah, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to get off into the weeds with that. That's definitely something, like, I could talk about for days. But I am a little bit like, mm, there are other things. Mm-hmm. So probably not that one. We have a remaster for Spyro, so yeah. <laughs> we don't need that one.
0: Would you want a sequel, though? Maybe, like, a l-
1: Well, there's... There's many. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I was like, would you want a new, like, Crash Bandicoot got some love, Oh, new you mean, love, like, though. a
1: new new one? Yeah, like a new oh, installment.
0: Because Crash I got some know. love in this day and age. Spyro yeah, and seems like he's missing out on the party.
1: I can't disagree. I love that Crash got some new stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But Crash was also not picked up by Skylanders. That's true. And so it's like, if it was, like, a true to the original series, like, Year of the Dragon is pretty much where I drew the line. <laughs> If it was back to the OG, I would be excited for that. I, I'm not going to lie. But if it was another Skylanders, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. sorry, if you guys like Skylanders, I don't.
0: <laughs> no, most of us didn't. <laughs>
1: most of us uh, didn't. Yeah, I'm like, I, <laughs> we might need to have some some discussion afterwards. But, mm-hmm. but out of all of it, though, I would say, like, I would hands down 110%, even if it's just DLC, take more Hades.
0: Okay, like I'm right
1: there with 100%. you. 100%. As enticing as a new Spyro, you know, I'm like, all the other ones were relatively new, you know, we don't really need a remaster or anything, but I would 100% take a sequel or even just a DLC to Hades. It's like, give me more content, you know? <laughs>
0: right there with you. Even if it's just more weapons, like more weapons, Ooh, new yeah, characters there to we hang go. out with. Oh, yeah,
1: break amazing. the meta.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. So let's talk about you, though. What inspired you to become a video game streamer?
1: So I I feel like I don't know. My streaming journey is is like makes sense but it's also I I don't know. I feel like it's probably not like anything to be like, oh, I had this huge breakthrough. <laughs> um I had like a <laughs> like many people just a shit 2020 and that's mm-hmm. when I started streaming. Basically, you know, I had I had a lot of stuff happen with uh with what was supposed to be like a really solid dream job of mine and it ended up you know, falling through and a lot of things happened, And then, you know, a lot more things happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we were on lockdown. And so we did the whole, like I've met so many people through Animal Crossing and Animal Crossing New Horizons brought everybody together and got me kind of more solidly on Twitch. I was, I've been watching YouTube since I was younger, but I really didn't watch a lot of Twitch until I met some people and started watching their Twitch. And I was like, hey, streaming looks kind of cool. And it kind of enticed me. And I pretty much was like, I got nothing else to do. I got nothing else to lose at this point. And so I, I had my PC. I started streaming some games and I started streaming predominantly my art at the beginning. But then I loved that I was able to meet so many different people with so many different interests. Like what had brought me in with like the Animal Crossing and, and talking to more people. And then I started meeting some indie devs. Mm-hmm. Uh, where that really kicked off was actually this really cute little indie game called Pollyville Canyon. Okay. And one of my followers, who was also a streamer, uh, had recommended, they were like, hey, we have, they're looking for some people to test the game and kind of it's like, you know, uh, full release phase and just kind of showcase it and talk about it. And I was like, heck yeah, I'm always into like doing more games. And I had just started kind of breaking into the indie scene because AAA games are really fun, but I really loved all the little short stories that the indie games were able to kind of like provide, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. And kind of newer takes, newer perspectives, and it was really interesting. And then through that, I met uh, Paradigm, who is the current uh, head, one of the head admins, and I, I would say founder, of the Indie Game Collective, the IGC. And he had invited me to join them. And I was like, sure, I'd love to meet more gamers. I'd like to get involved with more indie devs. And so that's pretty much how my indie journey started and took off from there because we do a lot of showcasing of games and and discussions with devs. And it's just a really great environment to be in. So I've met some really amazing devs. I've gotten to do some really amazing, connect with some really amazing people and play some really awesome games (laughs) in various stages of development. And that's been how it's going ever since, I guess. And I I truly love it. And I I look forward to even more interactions. You know, uh, just this year, in this last month, uh, I got invited to be a guest judge critic for critics choice at the Indie Cup Canada, which had some amazing games. Oh man, we had to pare down so many.
0: <laughs> How'd that go?
1: It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it went incredible in all honesty. Like the submissions just from these devs alone, like I we had Probably like a little over 100, probably around 105, I think was the final tally. That's Um, a lot. That is a lot of
0: games.
1: (laughs) We had that many submitted um, and we basically had to take that. And as each of us had to pare it down to, I think, 15 was like our max choice of like our favorites. Like these are our nominees, right? And then from that, they basically tallied all of the judges and then um, pared it down to 10. And then we had to pick you know, our favorites and rank them from there, which was still hard. Like, you know, especially you would think, OK. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that sounds
0: hard, especially with so many people with so many diverse texts and games. Yes. You know?
1: Yeah. And that's what was really cool, I think, is, you know, what I grew I knew several of the Critics' Choice judges and I know what they enjoy playing and what I enjoy playing are very different in a lot of occasions. So it was really cool to kind of like compare each other's, hey, what did you think of this game? And, oh, what was this? And just to kind of get those different takes, I guess, for, for a Critics' Choice. But I think we had a really great lineup that we were left with. And it was really difficult for me <laughs> to pick my favorites out of that, to be honest. but. It's so incredible. And I think my favorite thing about streaming indie games in particular, I think about it a lot, but I feel like the Indy Cup pulled even more out for me mm-hmm. to kind of mull over this past year of why I enjoyed in games so much is because of the different stories, be it fantastical or a little bit more realist and, and serious, that they can tell without having... I want to say, like, I guess a price tag that a AAA game is always trying to aim after. Um, Not to say that there isn't AAA games that come out with incredible stories and down-to-earth things, but I I feel like indie games can kind of put that more personable touch. And just, you know, I've always been a lover of stories and the way that they're able to kind of like curate that. It's really awesome. And there's so much more out there than just... I guess, what's on Xbox or PlayStation even. Mm-hmm. And so the indie scene has just been really exciting. And I could just talk for like 10 years, I guess, about that. But <laughs> <laughs> long story short, keep your eyes peeled for Spiral. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah.
0: So I've always, I think that's a interesting way of putting it because I completely agree For one thing, I always think like of indies as sort of like indie movies in a way to where like Mm -hmm. they are, it's a piece of art that's catered towards certain individuals and not necessarily worried about like the bottom dollar of being a triple A game and also the filter of having to appeal to so many, it's like a huge audience. Like mass
1: audiences, yeah. yeah.
0: Because Mm -hmm. they want to get the return on their investment. And these, Mm -hmm. it's like, sure, they want the game to succeed and want it to be financially successful. But it's also about, like, speaking to certain individuals and really Mm -hmm. standing out amongst, like, a certain kind of crowd. And I was just like, when you find an indie game that really speaks to you, damn, it speaks to you really hard.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I've been full on grabbed by the throat by a couple. Like I I I can't remember what it was that I was streaming now, but I remember I was literally like, I have to do a be right back. And I just went to the bathroom and cried. Like for For real. I couldn't, I because I couldn't not that I haven't cried on stream before, but I Mm -hmm. literally was like, I am not gonna be able to compose myself for the next like three minutes. You know, like I needed to like rein it in a little bit.
0: (laughs) That makes complete sense though.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you're absolutely correct. And not just to say, I mean, some of them get so creative. Like they get really unique. It doesn't even necessarily have to be one that tugs on your heartstrings or something, but uh sometimes the avenues that they take or the characters that they use or or even just like their their mechanics are just so experimental is mm-hmm. kind of what it feels like. And and it's not like you said, kind of have to appeal to, you know, okay, x means jump o means dodge you know and different things like that it's the puzzle scene especially oh my gosh some of those have literally like snapped my brain clean in half and i'm like i am an (laughs) idiot like (laughs) i want to go back to the baby puzzles i get that
0: i get that completely because there are there are like a lot of puzzle games for me personally because i'm like i'm not the biggest like puzzle person in games like i like the light elements of them, like in God of Mm. War Ragnarok, for so to speak, Mm -hmm. like, it's a very puzzle heavy game in different parts. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's about the extent of like my puzzle, (laughs) like my puzzle (laughs) games, because like I'm not a person who just goes looking for the limbo of the world who like, I need to impress myself with the like serious puzzles. Right, right. Yeah. So it's it's, now
1: you're going to be knocking your head against for the next like four hours. Oh, for sure. And looking (laughs)
0: sideways and like, what am I not seeing, you know?
1: And then you get it and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I completely understand that. So I got a question for you. As an indie mm-hmm. streamer, as a person who's like bread and butter is streaming indie games, I got to ask, what are five indie games that you would recommend to single-player gamers?
1: <laughs> to single-player gamers? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. That's actually probably easier than the, the, than the multiplayer facet I, now I that th- I think about it. Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> There's I, so many
0: there really is there really is
1: five you said five yeah let's limit
0: to let's limit it to five and and you can mix and match you can pick different genres whichever (laughs) one you think i will i will i have Mm -hmm. some
1: in the back of my head already um so one that i'm extremely looking forward to and i already said it is spiral i played the demo was the slice that i played was i kid you not 15 minutes and Mm -hmm. then i had to have like you know Thirty-minute shower cry after. Oh, wow, um, <laughs> it is it is a beautiful, beautiful story, and this is what I mean about narratives about a elderly man who is starting to mentally deteriorate, so like Alzheimer's or oh, something like that. Oh. And you are playing through his memories as he is losing them. Oh. Um, and that's extremely broken down right now. I mean, but the the developers, what they had given uh, when they had done, it was one of the Indie Cup submissions, and I think it actually ended up winning Critics' Choice and another award. Might have been in the Unreal Engine. It totally deserved. The colors and the, the atmosphere was so beautiful, but I loved what they had submitted with it. And they said that they were not aiming to make a game that was sad or made you feel drugged down or anything like this, they wanted you to just simply be empathetic to the struggle that is very prevalent in our life. And I went into the game with that kind of mentality, you know, it's like, we're not here to like be sad, they're not here to really like gut you with the story or anything, they just want you to be open and receptive to the struggles that are very real to certain individuals, you know, be it somebody who Um, has a family member who's struggling with it or somebody who's struggling with it directly. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, It's a heartbreaking kind of thing. And so just being able to kind of like put yourself in those shoes and as you're playing through the experience, it never felt like you took over the character. It literally felt like you were just going with him. Like, you know, oh, that's sweet memories, you know, walking with him and experiencing that. And it was it was extremely well done and extremely emotional. And it is it is coming out next year. <laughs> and I am extremely looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> um, that sounds really cool. And it yeah. sounds really unique. I, I haven't heard a premise extremely. like that before.
1: Yeah. I've seen different things like that, and you've definitely seen movies that kind Mm -hmm. of revolve around that, but I will say that this has like completely, I mean, you have stake in it. It just, it really pulls you in and you do nothing but sit here and like, you want to help Bernard. Like that's all you feel is just like, I just want to help him, man. Like, (laughs) you're just like, no, it's not time for it to end yet. The demo can't be over. You know, I want to remember too, buddy, you know? it's really phenomenal um and just their grasp on storytelling and narrative is just on point um oh, that's cool. loved it another one uh that i have personally been enjoying playing it was another indie cup canada submission okay. and this is this is coming directly from the mouth of somebody who does not play souls like
0: games <laughs> oh wow okay so it's a souls like game
1: yes i love the look of them Love Mm -hmm. the art design. I will literally watch hours of Let's Plays on this stuff, but I will never (laughs) touch (laughs) a game because I rage at the drop of a hat. There's a Mm -hmm. reason why I play indie games that are cozy. It's for my (laughs) blood pressure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And so I've just never thought to touch one. You know, whereas my partner, he loves those kind of games. He's been playing the crap out of Elden Ring right now.
0: Is it his game of the year?
1: I don't know. I'll have to ask him that. You know, yeah. uh, I don't think we've discussed our game of the years yet, but the indie game, right, is mm-hmm. souls like and it is, it is a hundred percent a love letter to the genre. A hundred percent. It is called The Last Hero of Nostalgia. So, like nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And it is this kitschy, like play on, you know, kind of unique styled indie game that I I played, you know, to judge and I'm still playing it. <laughs> like I'm i, am, I continued playing it because it is so much fun. And it is your typical like it is not forgiving. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not saying that it's easy, but it's so cool because I was like for someone like me as like just kind of an entry level or my partner who has played so many of these, he loves it too because he's like Oh my God, I get these references, you know, it's kitschy, Mm -hmm. it it makes joking references to all the different soul type games. And, you know, you see like little Easter eggs stuck in there and uh, of like classic gaming and it's extremely clever. And I love how seamlessly they have bridged that gap for somebody who does not play those games, but enjoys them, watching them. And someone who actually genuinely loves playing those games ridiculous amounts, and we both are just, like, enraptured with it. <laughs>
0: I just pulled this up, and I kid you not, like, I saw a trailer for this, like, a couple of months ago. And yeah. the premise is, like, very unique because you play as this almost, like, stick man, like, yep. skeleton kind of guy. And Which I'm you like, do
1: get to customize your character at the beginning.
0: Oh, that's so dope. <laughs> so, I, so I saw it, and I was like, that's an interesting premise. And then I kind of, like, forgot about it. But now, like, hearing you rave about it, I really want to yeah. check this one out.
1: I I highly recommend it. Even if you like let's say you've had like an inclination into being like, man, maybe I would attempt a Souls-like game, but the right woman mm-hmm. have to go try and try it. I 10 out of 10. Like Whoa. I I immediately I I did. I gave it a perfect score because mm-hmm. uh the storytelling, the narrator, the design is so cool because you see certain things that are rendered into HD and others Mm -hmm. that are like early, like Doom. And I'm talking like PC early Doom pixelated.
0: And it's meshed together
1: because you're pulling the world back to existence, basically. That's the whole point is you're there to save Nostalgia because it's getting forgotten. So it's kind of breaking apart and breaking down around you. And you're kind of pulling these areas back to that like HD, you know. So you see like Polygon, enemies you see high rendered enemies you see like it's just the sheer design in it is extremely incredible
0: <laughs> that's really cool and yeah it's such a unique premise because i mean we've all played souls game born games or like mm-hmm. that type of genre before but like i've never seen anything quite like this especially with the art style because it kind of oh, like yeah. uh like it kind of gives me a little bit of i don't know like kind of borderlands ish kind of art style kind of vibes sure. And yep. then it, it kind of ha- also has um, its own little unique flavor there, too. But I've never yes. quite seen anything quite like this.
1: Yeah. So that's number two. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It's out right now. You don't have to wait for it even. It's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Another indie game that I really enjoyed, and it's actually free to play. Oh, really so quick. Sh- the oh, yeah. Zoom
0: meeting is about to end. I'm going to send you another yeah. link. No problem. But Alito is still recording, so you can keep talking, though. Oh, okay. Just letting you know. <laughs> So what's the next game on the list?
1: Yeah, uh, so the next one that I absolutely enjoyed, and it's it's free to play, it is called Karis Vale. So again, since it's free to play, be sure you leave a review, be sure you like it, be sure you, 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 you do all the things to promote it because Brendan did an amazing job. <laughs> and I'm not going to say too much about it because that's the fun part, but basically you have to play it all in one sitting. It is a game that will not take you any longer than 45 minutes. It is a clever little detective tale, and you will not expect the ending at all.
0: <laughs> that sounds unique. So <laughs> give me what really stood out to you in this, about this game.
1: Yeah. Well, it was made by like two people.
0: <laughs> That's always um, an amazing story. Like, yeah. I'm so impressed with what like a small right? team can do.
1: Right. Um, yeah. It was made by two people, and the it was a student project at the time. It has really, I I really don't want to give away too much. Yeah, you it don't want to spoil really it. Really unique art style. It's one of those classic like top down pixelated. So it's kind of got like a early Pokemon vibe. I want to say oh. you know like handheld. It really feels like that, and the repetition like there are a couple different endings that you can get and. The way that the story is presented and the way that you have to kind of use your detective skills to get to the bottom of it, you think that you have discovered it multiple times and then you get to the end and you're like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing. Never mind. Um, <laughs> and so, in all honesty, it was just a really exciting, like little play and extremely impressive for just, like I said, a, a free game. They released it for free. It's just a clever kind of game. And the fact that they, I feel like you could at least get a couple bucks out of it, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) The work that they had put in on it, it's very, very impressive. I really, really can't speak highly enough from Brennan Ty, and I can't wait to see more from him.
0: Oh, that sounds really cool. So what's the next game?
1: So as far as indie games go, I have my list in front of
0: me. (laughs) I like that you have a list.
1: (laughs) I do. I have a database. I have a list right now, but I have Mm -hmm. a database of games. Another indie game that I absolutely thoroughly fell head over heels with um, this year playing was Baron Breakfast.
0: Oh, I hear so many good things about it.
1: Amazing. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Fantastic. (laughs) The art is Adorable. I mean, I it has been a minute since I've looked at something and been like, I want all of the merch that I can get from this. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute, and I guess just give a little bit of backstory on that mm-hmm. one. You are a bear, and you're trying to open a B and B because you want money to be able to like pay for things and save the forest. So, what's not to love? <laughs> <laughs> so really what what is your favorite
0: gameplay mechanic about this game?
1: yeah in all honesty, I've played because that this is my realm. Uh-huh. I have played a lot of cozy games. I've mm-hmm. played a lot of simulations. I have played a lot of builders. I have I grew up a Sims kid like <laughs> I've played a lot of things like that. I think that this has one of the best building mechanics in it. um oh, wow, because you still like it's not too much, you know mm-hmm. I feel like feel like it's a really delicate line to ride in a lot of those areas to where it's like you have a lot of resource management or not enough, or you have way too many customization options or none at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you can make it blue or green, you know, and not only do you have to like, you know, collect materials, you also have to build them or upgrade them and then build and upgrade certain rooms or houses that you find. So it's not like you're building something from the ground up. You're like improving on what is already there. And so I'd say other than like the art just being absolutely like the character design and the art was literally the most charming thing. It, (laughs) I loved it. I think that the building mechanics just inherently were so easy, but comprehensive, like easy to understand, but super robust, you know, and I just I really enjoyed I could spend hours on a room or I could like go explore the world. It didn't matter.
0: (laughs) So is the like the building mechanics more complicated than a cult of the lamb, so to speak? Because on the Cult of the Lamb, you just drop yeah. something down, really.
1: Yeah. It, I would say that the building mechanics are more complicated. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm using air quotations because <laughs> the Cult of the Lamb is just kind of a drag and drop one. Yeah, which, for sure. Speaking of, that's like my fifth for this year, oh, personally. It, really? Yeah. <laughs> but Baron Breakfasts, so you have a tool bench. So you have to mm-hmm. go and collect stuff from the world. So, you know, you collect stuff from Cult of the Lamb, but there's really only like two resources. Yeah. Whereas in this game, I think you have several you know um, and then you'll either refine it or you can use it to purchase certain things you know because you might need like a special piece to like make something work Mm -hmm. so then you'd purchase that from like the merchant Um, and then you have to use your tool bench and then where you what you do at your tool bench is you either build the base or you upgrade your base or you you know upgrade so there's multiple tiers of upgrades that you can do there's a bunch of different like you know you collect to build or you craft snacks or something so I'd say it's more in depth than something as simple as Cult of the Lamb, but okay. it's also not overwhelming. I'm trying to think of like a comparison. Because the only thing that's coming to mind right now is Paralives, because that's mm-hmm. another one I'm really looking forward to. But that one, the point of it is being able to like adjust things extremely minutely. Yeah. Like you're you're supposed to be exorbitantly detailed in it. But bear and Breakfast, I think is a really great little balance of that kind of stuff to where it's like you kind of collect materials and... And then build and then upgrade off of those builds and whatnot. Okay. That
0: sounds pretty cool. That sounds mm-hmm. pretty cool. So Yeah, really loved it. <laughs> so it's very good.
1: Yeah, it's very good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, sorry everyone for being punny. But <laughs> all right. So the fifth one, Cult of the Lamb. Yeah. <laughs> I understand how you feel. Cause I there's a there was a period in 2022 when I was legitimately obsessed with this game. Like <laughs> I, I just couldn't stop playing. Like I loved it's everything about it. It really is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thoroughly loved it. Again, I'm a sucker. Like, the very first thing to grab me with anything is the art style. Like, when I'm looking at indie games and I'm like, ooh, that looks cool. Let's grab that one. You know, that's the very first thing. And then, you know, then we discover the story and everything and see if it's worth salt. But Cult of the Lamb obviously has a very grabby art style. It's adorable. I absolutely loved it. I'm kind of curious if it still falls under indie game category though now that i think about it
0: (laughs) i I almost almost has that argument of being like it does still feel like an indie game but it feels like a double a type game you know not necessarily triple a but kind of double a kind of status but i don't know it's like considering i found
1: it when it was an indie game (laughs) yeah
0: yeah but i don't know it's almost like it's almost the same argument with hades right Mm because i'm like hades has a bigger budget than most indie games would would probably have so yeah. I would still consider it an indie game, but yeah. I, I do admit it is a very high budgeted indie game.
1: Yes. And it's super fun. Mm-hmm. I will say that, like, that's not to discredit that I like. Let's be honest. It's it was pretty buggy for a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but the thing that I took away from it, too, is while that frustrated me, it. I still really wanted to play the game. Mm-hmm. Like, it, even though that that was like a little bit annoying or I was upset by some of the different things and some of, some of the bugs early on were kind of game breaking. Oh, yeah. Um, I still wanted to get in there. I still wanted to play it. I still loved the art style. I still liked the story. I still liked, you know, the die, try again, die, try again kind <laughs> of thing like that. And then the base building, I feel like, You know, Hades had it with like its upgrading system and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but you kind of got to customize your base with the followers. Like, whereas with Hades, it was simply cosmetic and making things look nice and making people happy, which I absolutely loved, not Mm -hmm. discrediting it at all. But I really enjoyed... Being able to pick and choose like where I put certain things, like in the cult of the lamb, and that it was like very reliant on like how big my following was at the time. <laughs> and you know, there was like more stakes involved. I appreciated that there was a balance to like you have to maintain and do your due diligence at your base, mm-hmm. as well as you have to do your runs. Like you can't prioritize one or the other. You have to kind of do them both and balance. And I just I I liked the mechanic of being like, oh crap, I've been gone for Half. way too long, everyone's gonna dissent,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: like, you know, and you gotta like, get home
0: <laughs> yeah, and so. then like, you know, everything goes down when you like, get home, you see like, yeah. either everything's fine and everyone's doing their thing, <laughs> or like, everything's going to hell in a handbasket, everything's
1: and, on fire <laughs> yeah, for
0: sure, for sure, you got like two followers dead, everyone's thrown yeah. up there's poop all over the place, you like. have
1: to imprison the other half, <laughs> exactly <like. laughs>
0: exactly I really oh. enjoyed the game though, I think it yeah. is it is a concept that I I've never seen it mixed so well. The roguelike elements mm-hmm. and the I guess you could say the sim like elements of of the game. I've never seen that yeah. quite mixed to this success, this level of success mm-hmm. at least. So yeah. I would say though, what is your favorite animal that was a follower of yours in Cold of Royal?
1: <laughs> is that so legitimate question?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: It was the red panda.
0: Red panda. Red panda.
1: I will say very close behind, though, I liked the bunny rabbit because I like the little face paint that they could wear.
0: Mm-hmm. I like the bunny rabbit as well. I think there was, there was like an elephant on there that I, I was really fond of, too. And then, oh, yeah? Yeah. And then me and him start beefing and I had to send him to jail. Uh, it was a whole story. It's yep, a whole thing. Yep. Yeah,
1: I had to I had to lock one of my mods in jail you know, because <laughs> of the Twitch integration. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had to I had to lock my moderator up because that was the first one to dissent. And I was like, this is on par. <laughs> this is on par.
0: <laughs> Got to shut it down. basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's so funny. So what is your game of the year so far? It's 2022. <laughs> We're at the oh. end of the year. What is your game of the year? so far?
1: What is my game of the year? Oh, man, that's hard. I gotta think, what have I been playing so much? I mean, in all honesty, like, when I'm not playing Forbidden West, it's usually an indie game of some kind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's been so many this year that were good. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hang on.
0: But Horizon, though. <laughs> <laughs> but Horizon, though. Horizon <laughs> was really good.
1: Uh, it was really good, but I, I have my beef with it as well, you mm-hmm.
0: know? <laughs> we're gonna have to get into that. We're yeah. really gonna oh, have to we get We will, into that. Uh-huh. we
1: will. I've been taking notes. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, okay. I will say in the latter half of the year, I've played more demos. Okay. Um, I've done a lot more demos than I did like full games. But out of the games that I've played through this year, Beacon Pines was really, really good. It
0: is really good.
1: Monorail Stories was also really, really good. Um, what was the gameplay on that one? Really nice. Mm-hmm. it Just really relaxing. And I, I like the idea of kind of like you did the day and you have to do it again until you get it like, you know, you do the meat cute or you mm-hmm. get it right. And I, I love, I'm a sucker for those stories of like, you know, the missed connections quite oh, a yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really, really loved how they presented everything. I think it was just absolutely stunning. Hang on, I'm going to open up my steam just to make sure I'm not like talking out <laughs> of the corner of my mouth at this point because I do have a favorites
0: category. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good.
1: Okay, all right. I'm I'm gonna say okay. favorite AAA game.
0: Okay, AAA game. It has
1: has to probably be Forbidden West because I've just played the snot out of it since I got. I bought a PS5 for it. Like mm-hmm. that could have gotten it on PlayStation Four. No, we needed the high def. Oh yeah, so, for like, sure. <laughs> you know, it was like we were watching the drop list for the <laughs> PlayStation Five. When you go out and you buy a whole damn console for something, it's probably got to make the top of the list. And then I would say out of indie games. Indie
0: game of the year for you. Which one for you for me? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> because I will say that like Nostalgia was is just been awesome. But mm-hmm. I very recently found that one. And it's 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 a heavy contender, if that.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Like I'm not kidding. I literally found it like this past month <laughs> like, in just, October. Yeah.
0: That's a perfect so October game though.
1: It's so fun. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Like, and it was one that I genuinely was like, I'm probably not going to like this. It's a cute story, but I'm probably not going to enjoy playing it Mm -hmm. myself. Like, I reckon, you know, when you recognize something for what it is, but you're like, I'll play it. uh, It'll be, it'll be absolutely top tier for what it is, but it's not my kind of game. Oh, for sure. I like, I, (laughs) I pretty much got through all of my judging and then I like reopened Nostalgia (laughs) and continued (laughs) my (laughs) save. So that one's a really heavy contender. And again, I really loved Pants Quest because it's a super cute, super short, mm-hmm. just really well-designed little puzzle game. Like if you want to talk about a puzzle game that challenges you, but you don't mind like playing through the entirety of it, it's fantastic. Cult of the Lamb was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was game of the year for me,
0: though. I understand that.
1: For an indie game. But yeah.
0: No love for <sighs> strength,
1: for Stray, I actually didn't play Stray. Oh what? I'm surprised. Yeah, I feel like I I was excited for it when it first came out, when it was first announced, like forever ago. Yeah, before like got years picked ago. Mm-hmm. And I really really enjoyed the concept, but you know, I mean, there's only so much time in the day, really and I was is. like, I'll probably just watch somebody play this, and I ended up watching the entire playthrough. And I'll be honest, by the end of it, I wasn't upset that I didn't buy it.
0: I understand like, that.
1: Yeah, it just I feel like it kind of it wasn't what I feel like everybody has said this about it. So I feel like I'm not in the minority here, but I feel like it wasn't what was originally advertised, I guess.
0: No, it's completely um, different.
1: Yeah. And I was really looking forward to the idea of a game where you're just kind of like a fly on the wall, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, kind of going through your like post-apocalypse post-apocalyptic cyberpunkian life, you know, just kind of like watching scenes play out or, you know, just being a cat. And I was like, that's that is not what this game is, is it? <laughs> like, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So it missed the mark for me. But that's not to say that it was like a bad game. Um, no. I just wasn't particularly pumped about it.
0: I get it completely.
1: Um, oh, and then there if you want to talk about a game with a cute little red panda that is just absolutely darling. Akka. OK. And Akka... Is out, I believe. So what's this? Panda oh or no, doing? it's coming December tenth. Okay, that's what it is, and everybody should be excited about it. Um, yeah, because it's a panda. In it. <laughs> That's yes, because it has been in it. Um December 14th, I misspoke. I went ahead and checked my fact checked myself really fast. Okay. I ended up backing this on Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which is like Kickstarter but French. Mm-hmm. Um and <laughs> I just felt like I'm like I didn't know what kiss kiss bang bang was until I backed it. Like, <laughs> I know you're laughing, but I wanted to like specify for people what it was. No, no, I, I,
0: I'm i right there with you. I'm glad this, I'm glad you specified because I, I bet there are people who are like, What or what is that?
1: What is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang?
0: What yeah. kind of podcast am I listening
1: to? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and read you the description of it because okay. the again. Amazing art style. Amazing. It's all hand drawn. I absolutely adore it for that fact. It's all it's all set up. It's all like, you know, the the creator has taken immense care of this and it just looks like a fairy tale book and it is adorable. But it is find inner peace in a small open world game on these carefully handcrafted islands. You can take a nap on a giant monster, feed a baby dragon, take care of the fauna and flora, but demons from your past might come back to remind you what you want to forget. Just phenomenal. I, like I played that. the demo. I played the beta. I backed it. It's <laughs> it's 100% worth your time. And we got the game, you know, key ahead of, ahead of mm-hmm. time. So that's why I'm also talking about it because it, it will be out December 14th. So I'm going to say it was my game of yeah. the year. Um, <laughs> I would say that that's probably the indie game that I would go for just because It was stunning visually, storytelling element-wise, mechanic-wise. It was very cute. It was very fun to play. It flowed really nicely. And I think that it has not gotten nearly enough love for its release date being basically in like two weeks.
0: Okay. (laughs) I can see that. I can see that. I would
1: say that that's the one.
0: (laughs) I got you. I got you. So, if they come out with like a plush figure from the game, you're instantly a day one. Oh,
1: instantly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would know (laughs) because of how much I like how deep I am. I would own it.
0: (laughs) I got you. I got you. So, Panda, I got to ask you what words of inspiration would you give to another person who wants to be an aspiring streamer?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. In the beginning, don't think too hard about it. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of people, um, myself included, when you kind of first start out, you get kind of wrapped up on, you watch tutorials and you watch streamers that you really admire or YouTubers, and you're seeing them at their peak, as in they have spent the time, they've done their due diligence to get you this, like, to get this quality, I want to say, you know, to get comfortable with it even. And people think, okay, well, I've watched the tutorials that they suggested. I've done all this stuff. I've done everything right, per se. And I don't feel like I'm either outputting at their level or I haven't gotten the return that I was looking for it. I know that, that can, I, I want to be the person that comes up with like really inspirational stuff. You know, yeah. it's like you can do it and everything is stars the limit, you know, pierce your sky, you know, grinning logging it up. But I feel like, I feel like the important thing is to, become comfortable with yourself and just start, you know, pick a game that you really vibe with and not something that is the top of the charts watch right now or something, you know, Uh, focus on um, being able to talk just about the game and to yourself and everything before thinking, okay, I need an audience. Don't focus on the number. Turn the freaking number ticker off. Like if you're live and you're sitting there like I'm live to 15 people, don't just turn it off. (laughs) I feel like that we tend to get caught up in a lot of things to where it's like, I'm going to make it big, or I'm going to be a person that can 1% it, or I'm going to be able to get the break. And that is a possibility, you know, but a lot of those situations, it was the right place, the right time in the perfect storm. And it's also a protectant for yourself because you can very quickly head into burnout because you are overburdening yourself with numbers and making sure that you're on all of the social media sites and maintaining all of that and doing a posting radius, the amount of hours that it takes, I guess, to sink into that stuff, people aren't really aware of until you're in it and then you're tired. You know? <laughs> and so, you know, just start small, start slow. Don't try and do it for the numbers, but, you know, take time on yourself and take time in your community and have fun with it. And then the more that you do that, the more people see you having fun and doing stuff that you enjoy. Those are the people that you're going to procure. And those are the people that you're going to build into your community. And then the community itself helps you build a better environment, helps you build a better label or brand, helps you find out what you enjoy doing more. I feel like my branding changed halfway, three quarters of the way through my streaming journey because... It was then kind of focused on the community stuff and they helped me come up with inside jokes and that was the thing that built into something else and you know it's it depends on what you want to do if you want to just get really good at a game you know that's a really great thing if you want to focus like I did on community and indie games and discussions with people and getting to know other people you know that that just comes with conversing <laughs> just comes with talking and so I feel like the the best takeaway for me is is don't completely throw yourself both feet in like, I got to get on Twitter and I got to get on Instagram and I got to get on TikTok and I got to do all this because those hours will add up very fast and you will get very, very tapped very quickly. <laughs> but if you focus on the stuff that makes you happy and, you know, meeting people and enjoying the same things and building a community around that, I think you're going to be a lot happier in the long run and, and have a little bit more gas in the tank, you know.
0: That's some really good advice. Really good <laughs> advice. I have one last, well, two last questions for you. Yeah. So round robin of questions here. Here we go. I gotta ask, it's a a whole like rigmarole we do on the show where we ask a whole bunch of random questions and see how you respond. We're gonna see, you know, how (laughs) either crazy you are or how like, you know, like how in line with everyone else you are. We're gonna just dive deep (laughs) into it. So here we go. Round robin of questions time. Let's go. So solve the age old argument. Does, Does pineapples belong on pizza?
1: I have eaten pineapples on pizza since I was a child. Whether or not you think it does, I do.
0: Okay, okay, all right. All right. I like how adamant you were.
1: <laughs> I have I have I have had this question.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So if you out of the indie of all the indie games you played, if the if someone came up to you and were like we're going to do a indie game version of Super Smash Brothers. What like top three characters would you like to see in the mix?
1: Oh, oh, well, I feel like the Lamb from Cult to the Lamb would be a blast. Oh, for sure.
0: <laughs> for sure. Uh,
1: I think that that would be great. Oh gosh, let me see. Oh, um, because it is, it is an indie game. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Beatrice B from Slime Rancher with That's her with her vat gun would be mm-hmm. hilarious. I think that that would be great. And. The lead from Paper Cut Mansion because you get like a nifty little like rivet gun.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I love the I love the art style, and I think it would be really funny to see like a little paper cube dude like running around. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> a really everything. good
0: one. <laughs> those one. ones, <laughs> those are solid choices. Those are solid choices. So I gotta ask, um, next question in the round robin of everything, who is the best Ninja Turtle?
1: Oh, uh, Donatello has always been a favorite of mine.
0: I can respect that. I can
1: respect
0: that. I feel like there's no wrong answer, but, you know, everyone has their own... That's very true. That's Uh very true. Yeah,
1: Donatello has always been a favorite of mine. He also wears, like, my favorite
0: color, so... (laughs) All right, all right. So, next question then. Who was right in the age-old argument between Iron Man and Captain America in Civil War? Like, who was right about all that? So... Okay. I
1: haven't seen that. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. Right. In my defense, okay. I really don't watch a lot of superhero okay. anything. I know the X-Men and Deadpool. Okay. And... Thor, and that's about it.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Those are are the movies that I have seen. And so I know that Civil War happened, and I know Uh that it was a big deal. With the limited knowledge, i.e. none, I prefer Iron Man, so I'll side with Iron
0: Man. Okay, I can respect that. (laughs) All right, last question on the round robin. So, if Kirby absorbed you, what powers would he get?
1: That is the best question I have ever been asked. Oh, man. Okay, hang on. He would either be a great artist, and by okay. great, I mean mid, um, or he would bake a mean cookie. A like, mean <laughs> cookie. <laughs> what? A mean cookie. I, by mean, I mean great. I bake a great cookie. You know, like what, I what use, flavor? Throw, okay, so they are literally called creamy yogurt cookies, and so what? I have experimented in recent years because I was like. You know what, I bet I could use any yogurt. So really, like strawberry works great is what I have learned. But the base that I learned on was vanilla and they are like creamy and they're really soft and kind of cakey, you know, with like a little bit of a crisp shell on the outside. And then they have a great like vanilla, but not overpowering. You know, sometimes you get a vanilla cookie and it's like super duper sweet. It's just like a little bit of the vanilla in it. And um, they are dusted with powdered sugar. And they are always a favorite. I get requested for those literally every time I go to bake holiday cookies. They're like, you're making the yogurt cookies, right? And I'm like, yeah, you got it. Okay, okay. So the holiday
0: season is coming up, which means you're gonna have to bake these cookies sometime soon, right?
1: Yes, I bake I, them every Christmas. I'm gonna need a picture
0: of these cookies because I gotta, see, I gotta see it. I, I, Would I gotta Would you like a
1: care package? Oh my goodness! Don't tease me with a good time here. Don't
0: tease me with a good time.
1: I have, I have sent many cookies all over the states at this point. Like,
0: oh, we're gonna have to link up about this. Then. Okay, all right, to sounds up good. Up. So, the last question though, before we go. Where can the good people find you?
1: Yeah, uh, Red Pandamon uh, on pretty much all my socials, maybe not on Twitter for too much longer. Um, okay. But you can definitely find me on Instagram and TikTok, and I have a beacons. Uh, Instagram and TikTok are probably the two that you can see me on the most at this point. Red Panda Monster if it isn't Red Pandamon mm-hmm. that's and then twitch. Twitch is like my ride or die at this point.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Where can we join the community?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have a discord.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: If you would like to hop into the discord, it is linked in the beacons, I believe. And then we do a lot of like movie nights and super fun stuff there, as well as uh, we do a lot of giveaways and hangouts on Twitch. So Red Panama on Twitch. <laughs>
0: what? what? And so ladies and gentlemen, I'll have her link to the socials and the discord in the episode show notes. So be on the lookout for those. But Panda, I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. I loved uh, your rapid fire questions. Those were fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I try to mix it up. Try to keep everyone on their toes (laughs) around these parts. So Uh, one last thing, everyone, be on the lookout because Panda and I are going to be doing a deep dive into the Horizon series, both Horizon Forbidden West and Horizon Zero Dawn. We're going to talk about all the good, all the bad, everything in between. So be on the lookout for that episode.
1: Yeah,
0: it'll probably be like three hours. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's for sure. It's going to be a meaty boy. So <laughs> thank you, Panda, for being on the show. And without further ado, we're going to catch you in the next one. Peace. So that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out to Red Pandamon for being on the show today. I want to also remind you that if you want me or my community of gamers to give you feedback on your video game backlog list, then join us in the single player experience discord server. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list or just talk about good single player game experiences that you've had lately. The link to join the free single player experience discord server is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I hope to catch you in the next one. Stay safe, everyone. Keep gaming and I'll see you next time. Peace.